Hello, Old New York listener. This is Steve with the Old New York. Obviously, thank you for clicking on my podcast. But I want to tell you that with these couple seconds in the beginning of this episode that I'm using to just babble into your ear right now, I could be talking about your small business or company. And at the end of the day, it doesn't have to be a business or company or LLC. It could be something as small as you detail cars on the weekend, or you do snow removal when the winter comes and the snow really starts coming down. Or you might even just have a son or daughter trying to sell some Boy Scout popcorn or Girl Scout cookies. No matter the situation, if you need free advertisement, the old New York is here to help. Okay, I'm helping small businesses in the Buffalo area. All you got to do, shoot me a direct message on the Instagram at the old New York underscore all one word, or shoot me an email at Steve McLaughlin business at yahoo.com. It'll be in the description of the episode. All you got to do is hit me up. Tell me what you want said, and I'm going to get you in the next episode at A-S-A-P. I give you my word, and I'm asking no money. This is completely free. Give me a follow on the Instagram. That's what I'll ask of you. Super simple, and why wouldn't you want free advertisement? If you're a small company and you start, say, doing snow removal, people aren't immediately going to go to Drew's snow removal because you're the new company and they want to help a small company out. They're going to go with the people that they know get the job done. So let me help you sound like a professional company off the fucking rip like the baby. So if you have any interest in this, shoot me an email, shoot me a direct message. Let's talk. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get started with this episode. Buffalo, what's going on, old New York listeners and Bills fans and Sabres fans of you all? Uh, how are you doing? I hope you're well. Welcome to the old New York Mafia edition. If you've been listening to every episode because you're a good noodle and you're doing the right thing, you know that I'm only going to do these every couple weeks now. I got a lot of shit going on with my life, so I'm going to try and smudge a couple of weeks in together into one episode and just make it real simple on myself. If you are not following the Instagram, why? I'm just asking why. Like, I'm not even going to yell at you this time. Just why aren't you? Follow the Instagram at the old New York underscore. We have the same thing for the TikTok. And also shout out Matt Barrios at might underscore B Matt with one T. He made the logo. It's fucking crisp. It's beautiful. Hit him up if you need any illustrations. Great dude. Um, Welcome to the Mafia Edition. Hey, we're back, baby. Um, Yeah, I wanted to just not as many. I mean, just the, the volume of the episodes I was trying to put out. Um, and my personal life was not equal, so I just need to, you know, kind of bunch a couple weeks into one episode, and I want to talk a little bit about all Buffalo sports now, I think, because I am a Sabres fan, uh, Bandits aren't up yet, but they'll be getting going soon, and I'm not, I'm not, uh, a hockey expert, I would say I'm as, I would be as close to an expert with football, I played it for a long time, so I, I feel like I have more room to have a, a fair opinion. But with hockey, I just kind of want to talk about what I think. I I don't understand concepts. I don't understand schemes like I do football. So I'm just not going to, you know, act like I know everything when it comes to the Sabres. But I do want to talk about them because, God damn it, I love hockey. Hockey is fucking sweet, especially when the Bills are 6-6 six and six at week 13. What the fuck, man? We weren't expecting this. This episode is being recorded on December 2nd on Saturday. So there's been a bunch of shit going down with the Bills. And we just came off that that rough loss to the Eagles. 
And I got to tell you, man, I love the Bills, but I think Jalen Hurts is my favorite football player in the National Football League right now. That dude, just hearing him talk and and how hungry he is and seeing him and his entire team just so focused on getting back to where they need to be, which is the Super Bowl. Um, dude, I fucking respect him, man. I really like Jalen Hurts. And if you're a Bills fan that's sitting at home like, new refs fucked us. No, 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 no. Yeah, yes and no. You can never leave the game up to the refs. No matter what you're fucking playing, if you're playing goddamn handball in your gym and you're in 12th grade, or if you're fucking playing in the NFL, you cannot leave shit up to the refs. You will lose. At, at the end of the day, you will lose. So, yes, there was a, a plenty of missed calls that I can name that the Eagles, you know, did on us, such as horse collar uh, on Josh Allen from Hassan Reddick. Uh, I know Darius Slay had two very, very obvious pass interference calls, at least one on Sherfield that I remember with my fucking two eyes. Um, you know, and then there was another pass interference call. There's two of them from Slay, the horse collar, and then there was one more that slipped in my mind. Um, but I, I think that I think that the refs got us a bunch, but also I think we shot ourselves in the foot a lot. Um, I think there were still 10 penalties in the first half, which is, or was it first half or first quarter? Uh, one, one of those two, one of the first. So I don't know, but that, that's a lot of fucking penalties to be taken in a half or a quarter. If it's a quarter, that's astronomical. Um, but you know, you can't leave it up to the fucking refs, man. If you leave it up to the refs, you're going to lose. So I don't want to hear that shit. And I'm not going to be here saying that. Um, but you know, we're at six and six. Let's forget about every game and everything that's happened or, you know, little mistakes or the, the Jets game. Let's just forget about it. All right, let's just look at the record as it is. It's six and six. We're middle of the pack. What, we're 10th in the AFC playoffs right now? And we're probably going to be lower than that now that we're at a bye week. So where do we really go from here? I don't think anybody knows. I think the Bills are just kind of just winging it right now. Um, I feel like even though our defense wasn't in the best position at the end of that Eagles game, and yes, I will throw some shade at Sean McDermott in this, but, you know, we'll, we'll look aside from that right now. I think our defense is still looking good, being that it's a bunch of first-year starters on the field. Well, not, not necessarily that. We have a first-year starter at middle linebacker in Terrell Bernard. We got Dodson coming in and playing. Uh, when we tried the whole Dorian Williams experiment, which seems to be over now, because uh, Terrell Dodson has been playing great when it comes to pro football focus um, ratings and how he's being graded each week. Excuse me. Uh, he's he's playing good. I don't think we're going to see a lot more of Terrell, or excuse me, Dorian Williams. I think we're going to see Dor- or, uh, Terrell Dodson for the rest of the way. And I'm fine with that. I, I really didn't think that either Bernard or Dodson would be worthwhile on the field. And here we are with both of them, and it's it's turning out okay. So we're just going to keep rolling with it and and hope that things are all right. Um, I do think that our defense has looked progressive. I think it's looked better in the past couple weeks. Yes, we have lost what one out of the last in the last four games. It's like one and three, I think. I can't remember off the top of my head, but um, but I think our defense is progressing. I think we're looking good, and I think there's uh, there's still hope on that side of the ball. Um, but along with the defense. 
I think we got to just uh, talk about the Von Miller situation, which is just a clusterfuck right now. As of right now, um, on December 2nd, he has turned himself in for, was it assault on his girlfriend who, and she was pregnant at the time, which is a felony, and he has turned himself in. But then his girlfriend has made a statement, uh, and I'll see if I can pull up the actual quote uh, to what she said, but she said, nobody was hurt, nobody was hit, this is stupid. This is it's absolutely sad that he's being accused of these things. So now everybody's like, what the fuck is really going on right now? Like, is he is he out? Is he going to jail? Did he hit her? Did he even come in contact with her? Like, nobody knows what's happening. There hasn't really been a definitive like. There hasn't been a definitive statement made by Von Miller, I don't think. I'm not seeing at least. Um. It's saying here that police responded on Wednesday around 11 a.m. Police responded to a home for a major disturbance call. And that's from uh, Jonathan Jones on Twitter at JJ or excuse me, J Jones nine. Um, this is uh, this is just a really weird statement. And it doesn't really make sense. And, you know, like when you hear an NFL player, it's his wife. You're like, all right. Yep, that's that's kind of run of the mill. That happens a lot. But then you think Von Miller, like, I feel like Von Miller is just like the good guy of the NFL and he does no wrong. And don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to, to hypothetically, he did do all this. I'm not trying to make it seem like, oh, it's just Von Miller, guys. Let's calm down. But like, it's just, it, it doesn't seem to be in his moral frame. You know, it doesn't seem like he would do that kind of thing. But um, if he did, he did. And we're going to have to roll with that cap hit. Holy shit. We'll talk about that in a second. But it's just very weird how as soon as he turns himself in and and things are not necessarily looking up, but looking to progress further in the situation and figure out what really happened. His girlfriend comes out with a statement saying, this is ridiculous. Why are they saying this? This is sad. So it's just it's a really weird situation. But let's look at it like Von Miller really put a lick on his girlfriend, right? Like a black guy, bad one. He's going to get hit with this felony, right? That would leave the Bills, hypothetically, if we were to trade him, we would be left with a $29 million dead cap space. If we were to keep him on the team, it would be a $32 million dead cap, which if you don't understand what dead cap is, it's money that can't be used. So if we didn't have Von Miller in this situation, we'd have $32 million to use. But if we keep him and he does go to jail and he's out for the rest of the season, that's $32 million out the window into Von Miller's pocket eventually. So. Um, we're going to hope for the best. I don't think anything is going to come crazy out of it, but we don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody has a fair opinion on the situation. And to my knowledge, I haven't seen a statement from Von Miller yet. So if there has been one and I'm wrong, my apologies, but I don't know. So it's a very weird situation. But when looking at it from the Bills standpoint, I think we're going to be okay. AJ Epinesa is playing great. I want to say he's in a contract year this year or, or it's next year. We need Epinesa back. Epinesa is going to be a huge part of this defense if we can keep him on this roster. He has played outstanding. He's stood the test of time. You hear McDermott and McBean in general, both of them talk about the third year for players. I want to say this is Epinesa's third or fourth year. I think it's his fourth, um, but he's looking great. He's looking fantastic. I'm fine with him being on the field over Vaughn. Vaughn has not looked the same at all. Um, he, he started to show a little bit more into this Eagles game and, and show that, that old, 
powerful Vaughn. Not necessarily as bendy. I think the knee's really fucking with him. But um, I'm fine with that Vanessa being in. I'm fine with Shaq. All right, I'm not fine with Shaq Lawson being in. But if we got a fucking deal, we got a deal. Okay, I I, I think there's uh, a good possibility for our defensive line to be all right. I also want to address Daquan Jones. Daquan Jones is no longer wearing a sling, bitches. And if you know, he has a torn pectoral tendon or torn pec in general. I don't know if it's one tendon. I don't fucking know. But he's got a torn pec. That shit hurts. So you usually wear a motherfucking sling. I follow a guy on Instagram who was a poker player and he was playing poker with the Bills and it showed Daquan Jones with no sling on. And Daquan Jones has made a statement saying that he is looking to come back this year. But the only way that'd be possible is if the Bills get in the playoffs. So we might see Daquan Jones, but we got to make the playoffs first. Um, But that's good to hear. I haven't heard anything about Milano. I'm pretty sure he's out the rest of the year. I mean, you know, looking at possible ACL restructure, surgery, broken fibula, I think it was. I forget. Um, But just a a fucked up leg. You know, you you don't want to. You don't want him back. I preferably wouldn't want him back the way things are looking right now and how our linebackers are playing. Man, just rest. Stay home. Play Madden. Get your kicks out of that shit, man. Don't come back. It's not worth it. Um, But that, that's that's kind of the defensive side of the ball. I really don't want to make this a crazy long episode. Um, I just I haven't really been as in tune with it this year. It's been a really rough year to be a Bills fan. Um. And then the offensive side of the ball, I it's a shame, but I feel like we need to be more fucking dynamic. I feel like we need to get the ball into Kincaid's hands a lot more than we have. It's very sad, but you see Kincaid in the first quarter, bang, 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 three or four catches for like 40-something yards, and then you just don't hear from him again. And Josh isn't looking his way or plays aren't set up for him. He's proven to be dynamic. And I'll tell you what, shoot me if I'm wrong. But he looks a hell of a lot like Travis Kelsey with the way he runs after the catch, man. He gets that ball, tucks it, and turns his head upfield immediately and at least fights for yards when he's on the sideline. Uh, I, I, when he's in the middle of the field, he's very dynamic. We've been getting him to the ball on kind of the, not the boundary side, but the towards uh, the out-of-bounds, if you will, or going out-of-bounds on the sideline. Uh, I'd really like to see them get him over the middle of the field. Let him prance a little bit and run. Uh, he, he's looking fantastic. And with the tight end room, I guess I should say, because Dawson Knox is out. I don't know what the situation is looking like right now for Dawson Knox. But what I do know is that the Bills are kind of a little itty bitty, just just a, a nut hair worth of over the line trying to get Zach Ertz. Okay, they're not a full step over that line trying to pursue him, but just a nut hair. Like they got their big toe over the line. And I know they're looking at Zach Ertz, and I feel like that's very fucking unnecessary, and we don't need him. But it makes me, I don't want to say concerned, because I like Kincaid more than Knox, but it makes me concerned about the whole Knox situation. What's going on there? Why are we looking at Ertz? Um, I think Knox is going to go, man. As soon as that contract's up, we're going to get rid of him. Uh, And if we have Zach Ertz as a second tight end or a third with Quentin Morris getting more reps, whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, I'd really like to see Kincaid get more reps, and I really don't want to see the Bills get another one-year contract. I just I can't fathom that. We'll talk about the contracts after this little offensive session, but Kincaid, I like how he's been playing. Shakir has been one of our leading receivers in the last three games. 
Shakir is a fucking steal and a half highway robbery. I went to the Jets game. I was fucking loaded. I was having a great time. Had to take a piss. I was at the tailgate. I peed. I broke the seal. I said, fuck it. It's fine. You know, go Bills, whatever. I go into the stadium. I go, hey, I got to go take a piss. I leave my girlfriend, go downstairs, take a piss. And I hear, I hear the stadium go fucking nuts. So I come sprinting back with a hot chocolate. I look at the security guard. I said, what the fuck happened? What happened? He's like, I don't even know, man. I'm like, fuck you, retard. I ran up the stairs and I go to my girlfriend. I said, Kenzie, what the fuck happened? She goes, Shakir just got like an 81 yard catch. I said, what the fuck? And I missed it. I was so mad. And ironically, I also had to pee when Taylor Rapp got fucking carted off the field. Didn't even see that either. So I missed some weird shit in that game. Uh, but electric, it was a great, great Bills outing. Go Bills. Um, but yeah, Shakir, uh, even before that Jets game, has just looked very consistent. He's uh, not necessarily a huge guy, but he's willing to catch a contested ball. He can go up and get it and climb the ladder, if you will, and catch a vertical ball. I mean. I like him. I like him a hell of a lot more than Deontay Hardy. Deontay Hardy has looked like a shit stain on my underwear. He's fucking, I don't, I don't like him. That's what I feel about him. I feel like a burp when I look at, at Deontay Hardy signing this offseason. It was just a mistake. It looks like the turf toe has really affected him. He has looked dynamic in some situations, but it, it dwindles very quick. I'd be happier with a guy like Andy Isabella on the team taking his punts. Um, and, and Shakir taking his slot reps, that's just me, but I'm happy seeing him getting scratched from the last game. Um, and with the receiver room also, Gabe, Gabe is just like a really weird dynamic we have on this team because at times he looks like the best number two receiver in the league. Like there's games where you can really put him at that top. You could put him in the top 20 receivers in the NFL. And then there's some games where he, he doesn't even look good enough to be a third option and and my my final opinion on Gabe uh, and we will do more mafia editions for the rest of the season but what I want to say about how I feel about Gabe as the number one Gabe Davis fan on the planet I swear to god I love him to death he's a, he, at the end of the day a great football receiver but his route tree is limited he's a very stiff route runner and he doesn't have a lot of bend at the top of his routes he has great deep ball um I don't want to say accuracy he's not a quarterback he is a great ability to reel in the deep ball, catch an over-the-shoulder catch, uh, go up and make contested catches when he wants. It seems like this year he has not made a lot of contested catches, and that's kind of his thing. And, you know, if Tyreek Hill wasn't fast, what the fuck is he? You know, if Gabe Davis can't catch a contested ball, what are we really working with here? Is this guy worthy enough to be a second option? I, I'm not positive with Gabe Davis right now. And if we were to let him walk this offseason, as much as it would hurt me personally, I would truthfully understand why we did it. And, you know, I, I love Gabe Davis. I think he will end up here because he's a good locker room guy and everybody likes him. But, man, we're going to have to see. He has not played his best football this year, and I, I really hope to see more out of Gabe in this last stretch of the season to earn that contract. Now, receivers out of the way. Let's forget about receivers. Let's talk about this fucking offensive line. It is quite possibly one of the best offensive lines the Bills have had in, in history. This line of Morris, McGovern, Torrance, Brown, and uh, what, what the fuck's his name? Dawkins. It's great. Uh, we're ranking top in the league in pass blocking. I don't know where we sit in run blocking. Excuse me while I look that up. But I'll tell you what, I love our offensive line. I love the abilities that we have in the pass blocking game. 
um, excuse me, I can't multitask. Bills, Bills offensive line grades. And we're going to get some real numbers right here. But I love how we look in pass protection. Obviously, we're the best team in the NFL. Or if it's changed, then we're at least fucking like top five. You know, we're looking good. And with the run game, you would see from the Bills a lot of the time, uh, they, they, they would run, oh, what's uh, the correct term for that? Kind of, We're going to call it head-on-head blocking schemes uh, where, you know, this guy takes this guy, the, the guard takes the linebacker, the center takes the nose tackle, and the, the tackle works from the fucking end to the outside linebacker or whatever the situation is. Um, and then there's zone running schemes where it's kind of weird to explain, but an offensive lineman has a zone that he has to worry about. And whoever gets into that zone, you've got to take care of. And we've kind of mixed these gap and zone running schemes. Um, that, that's what it would be. Gap running schemes is where an offensive lineman is told to block one person individually, where a zone is kind of like an option. So I kind of like that we've mixed that in this year. We were kind of a gap running team for a long time, and we're mixing in these zone runs. And now we have a guy with explosive abilities in James Cook, and it's looked great, and it's worked well. Uh, I think there's times where we have been blown up, but not many. I think our offensive line is the sturdiest part of this team, and it's one of the best in the league. And hats off to the Trench Boys and the and the Hogs down there. They're they're kicking ass this year. But I also think James Cook has looked a little up and down. Yes, he is what like he was top three in rushing yards this last week. I don't know if it's changed at this point. Um, but man, there's points where in the, like the first quarter, he'll come into the game. And he gets the ball, and rather than hitting the hole or the gap that he's running through, he's kind of like, uh, you know, you think Le'Veon Bell, where he's kind of pitter-pattering back there, and he's looking for the right hole, and then boom, and he shoots out like a fucking shotgun blast and takes it for 30 yards down the field. I feel like James Cook has been trying to tap into that, but he he doesn't hit the holes hard. He kind of gets what a lot of people will call twinkle toes in the back of the field and kind of jump around and look and look and look and look, and all of a sudden he's got you know, Jordan Davis and fucking Jalen Carter wrapping him up a yard behind the ball. So I feel like James Cook has looked fantastic this year. I will say that that drop in the Philadelphia game is inexcusable. Absolutely fucking inexcusable. It was a heartbreaker. It's one of the many reasons we lost that game. Inexcusable when it comes, inexcusable, excuse me, when it comes to a game like the Philadelphia game where it's obviously going to be game of the year. Um, it's just, there's too much on the line with our record at this point to go dropping that ball. You're receiving back. That wasn't affected by the corner. It wasn't affected by, and it, yes, it was slightly affected by the rain. We will give him benefit of the doubt, but you're a fucking receiving back. It hits your hands. And dude, I'm, I will tell you that I am not the person to talk about catching wide open passes. That was my thing. I got open. I was always open as a wide receiver in high school football. Never caught the fucking ball. I will say that and wear it on my chest. But when you make it to the NFL, you catch the fucking ball when you have two hands on it and, and virtually no one's around you to contest it. So very upset with that. But, you know, that's shit we got to just let go. James Cook has looked good. I do feel there's room for improvement, but he will be the lead back in this offense. With the running back, so. I feel like we've hit a bit of a lull. What I mean is with James Cook being the lead back, Latavius Murray kind of splitting those snaps, 
Uh, we don't have Naeem Hines, obviously. We don't have, who's the other uh, running back, Damian Harris, obviously. So we pick up Leonard Fournette. Now, this is a cool pickup. It's flashy. It looks nice. He's got big thighs or whatever. Everybody wanted to look at his quads in that first picture, him in Buffalo. Um, he hasn't played. And I think part of the reason that he hasn't played is because of the emergence of Ty Johnson, who was the third running back, who was a former Jets running back, who has played great. He's played fantastic. In the limited amount of carries he gets, he consistently breaks the first tackle, hits the hole hard, and uh, or even with a lot of outside runs they've given him. And, uh, and he does what he has to do and gets a lot of first downs or at least positive gains on every play. So now we have Leonard Fournette, and we're like, what do we do with this toy? We don't really know what to fucking do with him yet. And we haven't played him. And it's very frustrating to see a guy like Leonard Fournette not even suiting up. And you see him talking to Diggs on the sideline consistently throughout the game. Why the fuck isn't he in the game? Motherfucker. He's a fantastic running back. He has proven credentials. Let's get him in the fucking pads and go. But... It makes it very difficult when you have a guy like Ty Johnson who's hungry as a motherfucker, dude. And he's so hungry, he's been on practice squads for years. He wants to be on the field, and he's gotten his opportunity, and no pun intended, has fucking ran with it. So, what do we do with Leonard Fournette? That brings me into my next subject. The amount of one-year contracts we have is very greatly concerning. Now... Let's talk about expiring contracts this year, and I'm going to get the entire list, but I know two that are very, very, um, uh, how would I put it, very, very concerning for me uh, coming into this offseason. And that first one that's concerning, and I do believe he's on a contract year, is A.J. Epinesa. Now, A.J. Epinesa, he's a, he's a fantastic player, okay? We want A.J. Epinesa on this team. We need him on this team. I'm a thorough believer that he needs to be on this football team for us to be successful in the future. I want him here. I think everybody in, you know, Bill's country wants him here. It would be stupid not to have him. He has played great. He's proven to be more consistent at this very moment. Um, in comparison to what the fuck's his name, um, Von Miller. He's looked great. He's looked dynamic. He's looked explosive off the edge. And he's also looked kind of bendy. I kind of like what he brings. And he also brings a slight amount of game uh, to, or a slight amount of abilities into the passing game uh, when we kind of drop him into a little cloud flat and just let him kind of linger. And he is taking one to the house. You know, like, he has those abilities. I really like Epinesa. I think he's going to be a 10-ish, 12-ish million dollar player a year, maybe even a little more than that. The Bills value him more. Um, and I think there's going to be teams calling him, trying to get him on the team. So, concerning, but we're going to have to figure that out. Also, obviously, Gabe Davis. We went over my Gabe Davis um, ramble, if you will. He's a good player, but he's looked very limited. And it, it kind of goes down to what the Bills want to do. And we'll just leave that there. I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't have any ideas. Um, not like it would matter anyways, but very concerning. Uh, then Micah Hyde. Micah Hyde's getting older, man. I love Micah Hyde. 
Do you remember Brian Micah Hyde, man? That was a player to fucking watch, dude. And in no ways was he anywhere close to being Troy Polamalu. But damn, he ran around in that passing game. You remember that play? I want to say it was the playoff game against the Patriots. It was the year we faced him three times. And he just sprinted to the ball. And the ball was going to land right at that front pylon. I wanted to say in like Devontae Parker's hands against the Patriots. And he just fucking took it right from him. At the perfect time, if he had broken a second later, he would have missed it. If he had broken early, it wouldn't have been as cool. Like, Micah Hyde is a dynamic football player, but he's in his mid-30s now. How much are we going to get out of Micah Hyde? I don't know. I don't know. If we give him a one-year contract, whatever, but that's a lot of, that's a very, very big price tag. So, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of resigning Hyde, and it's a shame, but we, we have Poyer for one more year after this. Let, let's put Rap on the field with him and then figure out a safety in the draft, maybe. Um, then moving on, Daquan Jones. <sighs> Daquan Jones, dude. He's always been a good player in Tennessee, um, but, you know, I, I think he's really emerged with this football team. He needs to come back. Him and Epinesa, so far with the list I've said, are the two that need to be on this football team. They need to be. And then that brings me to another very, 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 very important pickup that we have just had in this last year that I do believe we need to pick back up. And that player is Leonard Floyd. Leonard Floyd needs to be on this football team from now on. I wish we could just get rid of that Von Miller contract. It's such a waste of time at this point. He doesn't look half as dynamic, and he doesn't look any... Well, okay, his power is kind of coming back, but nobody's going to take that fucking contract. Nobody's going to take it, and I do have belief that they're going to restructure it at some point, but Leonard Floyd is the better option in the future for me personally. Uh, I just I don't see a reason why we shouldn't pick him back up. But, I mean, he's having a, the best year of his career, not to mention he's one of the best football players on the defensive side of the ball this entire football season. So what do we do with this? I don't I don't know. This is a very concerning situation. I will say the rest of the one-year contracts that are expiring at the end of this year, they're, they're not as important, but they're definitely there. Uh, it starts with Ty Johnson, Jermaine Afidi, Cam Lewis, Kyle Allen, Shaq Lawson, Latavius Murray, A.J. Klein, uh, my page is refreshing for no reason. Why is it doing that? I'm losing my... Oh, where the fuck was I? AJ Klein, Quentin Morris, and then David Edwards, Damian Harris, Trent Sherfield, Terrell Dodson, Dane Jackson, Huna Ford, Tyler Matikavich, Jordan Phillips, and does DeMar Hamlin expire? No. And that looks like it's about it. So we have a lot of players leaving this team. Thankfully, some of them and most of them are backups and people that are, you know, kind of reserve players. But I'd really like to see us keep A.J. Epinesa, Leonard Floyd, possibly Gabe Davis. We'll see. He's kind of like a wild card right now. Um, And I'd also, I would really, man, I would really like to see the Bills keep David Edwards. Um, He's a starting caliber guard that we have sitting on our bench. And he's our... um. Jumbo tight end, which is when you can take a tight end out and replace him with an offensive lineman. They have to report eligible as a receiver. So technically, David Edwards comes in as a tight end, but he's just another lineman for run plays. Uh, I'd really like to see him back with us. Uh, but yeah, Epinesa and Floyd, I just feel like are two 
uh, must pickups. Like we need them. Uh, and I think Gabe Davis can go. I think that the most of, you know, the, the Damian Harris, the Ty Johnson, Latavius Murray, we can, we can get rid of them, but we, we got to keep at least one of them. Are we going to keep Floyd? And then I'm, I didn't even bring up who we lose after next season. So who expires in 2025, which is almost a bigger fucking list and more concerning list. That list starts with, excuse me, let me find my mark. Deion Dawkins, Taron Johnson, Rasul Douglas, Mitch Morris, scroll, 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 Jordan Poyer, Deontay Hardy, fuck him. Naeem Hines, Saran Neal, uh, 2025, let's see here, Spencer Brown, Reggie Gilliam, and Gilliam, Tommy Doyle, who gives a fuck, DeMar Hamlin, definitely don't give a fuck, uh, Reed Ferguson, not Reed, not Reed, please, can we pick Reed back up, I like him, he's a good dude, Kingsley Jonathan, who's emerged as a good Backup option at end. Zach Davidson, Ryan Vandemark, Alec Anderson. Like these, these are more, not only mentioning, you know, Deion Dawkins, Rasul Douglas, and, and the, the big guys there, but also a lot of depth pieces. And with that, that free agent class, we'll call it for the Bills, we're losing our two tackles in Brown and Deion Dawkins. And you know what? Pause this whole little expiring contract section. Let me retrace, because I have hated on Spencer Brown. I have, I've made it known on here that I'm not a fan. Uh, I, I very much like the improvement Spencer Brown has made this year, and I think he's looked a hell of a lot better than he has in years past. So my apologies to Spencer Brown. Please keep playing the way you're playing. Um, and, and we'll resume this little contract area. I feel like we have a lot of contracts that are coming up that's very, very important to, to figure out and write. And I think that's the Bills' biggest issue right now, aside from injuries. Uh, we need to, uh, that's how dynasties fall. People don't think about it like that. But when you get a, a team that's been great for 10, 15 years, and then all of a sudden they're not good anymore, contracts expire and they can't, they can't hold on to these players because there's so much money. So then the team slowly starts to dwindle. So I really hope we can, uh, we can work that bean magic and figure out what we got to do to keep this football team together. I do think we have an option to make playoffs right now. It's very slim. Ideally, we go 5-0 and in this last stretch, but if we make it 4-1, and we have a possibility. But uh, no more room for mistakes. No more room. I love that Ken Dorsey has been fired. I didn't think he was the biggest issue. I wanted to say, you know, let's not just throw this guy under the bus. Josh has been playing great. Uh, clearly, Joe Brady has taken the restraints off of Josh Allen's game, and um, it, it, head over heels has looked better. He's just a fantastic player. He's back to being old Josh, running around, scrambling, doing what needs to be done to win the football game. I love it. I appreciate it. And if the Bills were at 6-6, six and six, Josh Allen would be your MVP right now. Uh, let's, let's not play stupid. Um, I also want to make just a slight comment on Dan Orlovsky. I think that's how you say his name, from the NFL Network. He defended Josh Allen on, was it Good Morning Football? One of the morning shows, and yeah, God bless him because he really shed light to how Josh Allen's been playing. He's received a lot of hate, the Madden curse, duh, 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 all that bullshit. Um, we've had a defense that has been completely riddled with injuries from all of our top players. 
I mean, your your top corner, top linebacker, who are two of the best in the league, and the best defensive tackle in the league when he was playing in Daquan Jones. You lose all three of those guys, along with little miscellaneous injuries like Benford being out from time to time. And, you know, I appreciate Dan Orlovsky saying how Josh Allen has received way too much discredit this year. There has been mistakes and games lost by Josh Allen, and I will not say that that hasn't happened, but I appreciate his opinion, and I, I think you should go take a look at that because it's a great clip. Um, but I just, I think we have a chance. I think we got a chance. I don't know how big the chance is. We need other teams to lose. We need things to go wrong for the Dolphins and, you know, the the, the Jets maybe. Aaron Rodgers is supposedly coming back. I don't know why. I don't know why. Don't do it. Aaron. Just listen to me real quick. I want Aaron Rodgers just to listen to me. This isn't worth it, bud. Don't do it. Wait for next year. Come back next year. Have a good shot at it. You know, just don't, don't, don't do that. I don't want to see another legend fall because he's trying to save a four and seven team right now. Uh, and not even like I'm scared of Aaron Rodgers coming back. Just wait till next year. Don't kill yourself. And he's, he's probably going to, but whatever. Um, but I think we got a shot at it, man. I think that contracts are our biggest issue right now and uh, playing our best football from this point on, playing disciplined football and not taking as many penalties in these games, uh, it's important. And we'll, we're going to have to see what we can do uh, from this point on. But I think the Bills are, are slowly getting themselves in a better spot. Um, and maybe this year is going to be a humbling year and we miss the playoffs. Shit, man, that would suck. But might just be the way it goes. Uh, but go Bills. I do want to talk briefly about the Sabres, who have been kind of very, very underwhelming, I'll say. I, I wish that we could have started off a little hotter. But I just have a couple of opinions I do want to say on the Sabres. First of all, um, the Devin Levi situation. Devin Levi was dropped down to the Rochester Amherst, I think is the correct name for the team um he was dropped down I've talked to Sabres fans all around Buffalo and everybody seems kind of fine with it we remember Ryan Miller got dropped down to the Amherst for a while you know like it, 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 these developmental periods for these goalies are very important and we know Buffalo breeds great goalies I mean I, I've said it before I'll say it again I think it's going to be Hashik, Miller and Levi up in the rafters and that's how we're going to remember this trifecta I think Devin Levi is the best goalie on this team. Maybe not at the moment, but reactive. Uh, um, I would put that. Re I don't even know what I'm trying to say right now. I think Devin Levi is fucking sweet, and I think he's going to be the best goalie on this team. But right now, he has not played a par, so give him more reps in the uh, AHL. Ukapeka Lukanen, I, dude, I like Lukanen. I do. I like what he's done. I like what he's done this year. He's looked like a better goalie. He came out. In one of five to one game against the best team in the NF or excuse me NHL uh, in in the New York Rangers looked great in that game, but there's it's just I still have my opinion on UPL and it it's not great. I'm not a massive fan on him, uh, and and I won't be until he is proven consistent. He has definitely looked better, but not perfect enough to be um, the number one goalie. But I do think he slightly looked better than Eric Comrie, which is weird. 
because I, I really thought it was going to be Levi Comrie fuck UPL this entire year. But with the way UPL has been playing, uh, his gloves look great. Uh, I mean, we all saw the Sports Center top 10. It landed at number three save, probably the best save of the year. Uh, you know, working on the left side of the net, throws it to the right side. It was a one-timer shot, and uh, man, UPL came over with that paddle and popped it out of the way, and it just drizzled uh, off of the goal line, which was just sweet. But I, I, I like what UPL's done in these last couple games. I still think there's a lot of room for improvement with that goalie, um, and I'm very excited to see. Uh, Levi come back. We've actually dropped a couple players down to the AHL again. I think Rusak's gone and the other guy, I forget. Uh, I wasn't crazy happy with um, Matt Savoy's time in Buffalo. Apparently, and, and Matt Savoy is a, a very good player in the de- de- developmental leagues, excuse me, uh, for the Sabres. And I, I like what he looks like in those leagues, but we brought him up for a game. And he only played like three minutes. Now, what I have heard, what I have heard is that Matt Savoy with somebody else came late to curfew the night before the game. And that's why he got docked minutes. And then we never saw him again. And he's back down to the AHL. I, I don't, I don't know. He, I don't think he looked impressive. He didn't look any different than anybody else on the ice that Amy played. But I wish we would have saw more than three fucking minutes. Come on, dude. Three minutes? Give him a ch- I know he fucked up. I get it. But god damn it, man. I was so fucking excited to see Savoy come onto this roster and possibly make uh, a difference. And we didn't get to really see that. So I hope he plays well and earns that spot again and doesn't fuck it up this time if that's the situation that really happened. Um, what I, what I do want to say is the Sabres... <sighs> It, it hasn't been perfect this year. It has not been perfect. I mean, you look at the standings, we're 10 and 11 and 2. So right now, we have 22 total points. I mean, 22 total points isn't bad, but that means you're five points out of a playoff spot from the Red Wings. And, you know, we're, we're behind Tampa Bay, who's got 25. The Red Wings have 27 in the playoff spot. We're at 22, so we're two spots back. I don't, I'm not upset with how the players have played. I feel like we are still a very young team that needs to figure things out. But I think there's a, there's a very important time to start getting things together. And I think that time's right now. Earlier in the season, but we're almost, we're not to the midpoint, but we're getting there. I don't know. I just, I think we have to figure this shit out quick because if we don't, then we're, we're just wasting time with this young core. And I don't want to see that happen again. I don't want to see that happen with another team. So I don't know. I think we gotta, we gotta figure out what we're doing here. I'm trying to pull up the stats right now. And this fucking thing, I I get no service because I'm stupid fucks at Verizon's that don't Go and get the 5G, man. The 5G's the shit. The 5G is terrible, dude. The 5G is so worthless. It's 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 so bad. Um, but looking at the team right now, I think we have the ability to squeak into a playoff spot. 
but I do want to give my props and my my love to JJ Paterka. My God, the breakout is happening, folks. He has 18 games in what? Uh, 21, 2, 3, 23 games. Uh, he's got 10 goals and 8 assists. That's fucking great. I love how J.J. Paterka is playing. I'm so pleased with how J.J. Paterka is playing. I am also extremely pleased with Casey Middlestat. Casey Middlestat right now is one of my favorite players on the Sabres, and I talk to Sabres fans and I say that, and they go, what are you talking about? I mean, Middlestat's got 16 assists right now and four goals. So that's 20 points. It's not crazy popping off the page at you. And actually, he's tied right now with Darlene for points on the team. At 20, Dalene's just got one more goal, one less assist. So they got 20 points each. And I guess I'll just give a rundown for our our, our point totals. Middlestat and Dahls at uh, 20 points. Paterka and Skinner at 18. Tucky's got 16. Tage Thompson, who's injured, and that hurts a lot, and we hope to see him back soon, uh, is at 12 points with six goals. Powers got 12. Cousins got 11. Olafson's got nine. And then, you know, you can... You can break down all the other minuscule, you know, single-digit point holders if you want. I don't care enough to. Um, what I will say about single-digit point holders is Zachary Benson. Boy's looking like a dog. Two goals right now, but that between-the-legs uh, shot for his first goal, that's so unbelievably gross. Fucking bathe him. He's disgusting. Um, and that was on my birthday, dude. I was so hyped to see that. That was That was a great birthday gift. I love how Benson's playing, but I want to say in rebuttal back to um, Casey Middlestat. I mean, you look at that one game where he looked like he looked like Sidney Crosby on the boards. He looks sweet. So I don't know. I, I I like how he's playing, but I also think there's room for improvement. I think there's a lot of room for improvement when it comes to Casey Middlestat. And I, I think the biggest thing that you look at in the past couple of years with, uh, Middle stat is his puck control, but now he's got fantastic puck control. I think his shot's still okay. I wish he'd work a little more on his shot, but his playmaking ability has been outstanding, whether that's on the second or, excuse me, first, second, or third line. I think he's looked absolutely fucking insane with him, Tuck, and Skinner on that first line, and I want it to stay that way. Um, and maybe we can even put Thompson when he comes back down on the second line. I don't think Tage Thompson has played fully to his abilities on the defensive side of the puck this year, and I feel like taking him off the first line make make him want to earn it a little bit more. Uh, but middle stats looking great right now, so I don't think we should fuck around with that. I think we should use it while we got it. We use his abilities while you know he's he's primed up right now. Um, I also want to say that I've liked how Darlene's looked this year. Um, even you know. There's moments where I'm like, okay, we just paid you $88 million. Can we get a little bit more out of you, please? Can we just work a little bit harder? But, I mean, having 15 assists and five goals at this point in the year, I'm not I'm not crazy upset about it. I think there's he has some moments where he looks a little flawed, but not many. I mean, he's very clearly the best player on this team, and um, I, I think he's going to be a captain for a long time. Uh, I love how Darlene's played, but, you know, we'll see. There's definitely room for improvement with most players on the team. Um, I think Powers looked great, and I also believe that Victor Olsen can go. He can leave. 
he's had assists in the past couple games and he he strung them together, you know. I get it. But nobody wants his contract. We're going to have to deal with him for the rest of the year, but I'm sick and tired of Olofsson. Um, I feel like defensively he's been moving a little bit more. He's been moving his feet. Cool, but I don't know. I just think that there's uh, a lot of room for improvement, and I don't think the Sabres should wait any longer when it comes to him. I just, I don't. It's just not, it's not worth it at all. Um, but then again, we're doing okay. We're definitely middle of the pack team right now. We still have ability. I mean, don't get me wrong. We're not even close at the end of the season. Uh, I think we can squeak into the playoffs, but it's going to be a squeak. It's not going to be roaring into the playoffs. I think we got to just consistently do what we got to do each game and uh, and just hope for the best, man. And just enjoy Sabres hockey um, and enjoy all Buffalo sports to this point. Uh, the Bandits are coming back soon. The Bills are in a weird spot where they're fighting and they're trying to figure things out. And, and the Sabres are in that same position. So hopefully the Bandits can come in and just start tearing the net up, dude. Uh, we, we had a, we had a big year for the bandits. I think back-to-back championships is feasible. And I also want to say, even though we're talking about the bills and the Sabres, I fucking sold a gym membership to one of the practice squad players on the fucking bandits, which is sweet as fuck. His name's Christian Watts. And, uh, yeah, Christian Watts, you didn't even come to the gym, bitch. I was there every fucking day. You never came. You bought the most expensive membership. Thank you for the commission. But you didn't come to the gym. So get in the fucking gym. You're on the Bandits now. You're on a fucking team that I root for. Don't fuck around. Do not fuck around. Dislike that greatly. I hope he's putting in work on his own time. But when it comes to what we were really talking about, I think the Bills have a chance. I think the Sabres have a chance. But with both teams, we're kind of at the same spot right now. We are going to determine that the way that we play determines if we're in the playoffs, if we're at the top of the standings, if we're the winners or, you know, AFC East champions or whatever the fuck we are in hockey, the Atlantic division champions, you know, there's, there's just, we're in the same spot right now. We're very equal with both Buffalo sports. And I really hope that both teams or at least one of them can grab their nuts and just fucking sprint to the end of the season on a little win streak, uh, or, you know, with the Sabres sprint through the rest of this season on a win streak and, and get us into the playoffs. So with this weird little unorganized rant that we have just had, I'm going to call this here. Um, go Bills, go Sabres, go Bandits, as fucking always. Thank you for tuning in. You heard the beginning of the episode. I'll reiterate it again. You got a small business, uh, an endeavor that needs advertising for no money at all. Hit me up at the old New York underscore on Instagram and TikTok. Follow them both. Um, and then also, what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah. And you can hit me up on my email. It's Steve McLaughlin business at yahoo.com. Steve, S-T-E-V-E McLaughlin, M-C-L-A-U-G-H-L-I-N-B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S at yahoo.com if i just misspelled business that would be really funny um but yeah hit me up on either one of those and we'll get you free advertising in the next episode i promise i pinky promise so thank you for uh checking in again i appreciate it uh most love to you and your family happy holidays 
We'll have an episode coming out of the old New York this week. It, it'll actually probably be today. If not tomorrow, I'll upload it. Uh, but it's going to be number 10. Numero 10. This is a big one. This is a huge fucking episode for me. So I want to I wanna make it good for you guys. So I appreciate you coming back. Check out the new episode coming out today or tomorrow. We'll see you guys. Go Bills. Go Sabres. Go Bandits.